The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here. Now, as we know, sadly in Liverpool this week, the crowd didn't go wild for Waz Youth, the Irish entry to the Eurovision. Second semi-final is on this evening, ahead of the grand final on Saturday evening. So where did it all go wrong and what can we do? Well, Lane Burke, who does our TV and streaming, is also a Eurovision fan is off and is off to Liverpool soon. Elaine, were you shocked that Wild Youth didn't get through? No. <laughs> they were in the toughest of the semi-finals. I mean, if you watch again tonight, you'll see there's quite a difference uh, in the calibre of songs that were on on Tuesday to the ones that's tonight. There's still some great ones tonight, but the number of strong songs that we were against on Tuesday was high. So it was always going to be really tough. Um, and we needed to be better than five of those songs by the vote. And we we just weren't. We don't know yet where we landed in that vote. We could have been 16th, you know. Um, and, and I'm sure other countries are disappointed as well. Malta uh, is one that constantly I think qualifies certainly recently and they didn't get through either so we're not the only ones going home disappointed another five will go home disappointed tonight and that's just the way it is because they can't have all of the countries competing on Saturday because it would be a five-hour show then at that point and it's just it's a really tough competition. Are we getting unlucky or is it the problem that we're not sending over either our best artists we're not taking it seriously enough or we're not getting quality written songs? So I definitely want to say about like the narrative that's come after the guys have come home defeated seems to be a bit entitled where we seem to think we won seven times. We are record breakers in this competition. We just deserve a place in the final. That's not how it works. It's never guaranteed. You have to fight for it. And it is a very, very tough competition. And some people who only tune in once a year just to see how Ireland does maybe don't realise that this is a really tough contest. And you know, perhaps more effort could be put into our acts that go over. But also the way we talk about them when they come back and fail to qualify isn't nice. And I, I'd say it actually discourages some acts from putting themselves forward the next year because it, all the weight of the world is going to be on their shoulders if they don't qualify. And when you look at the likes of Brooks Gullion last year, that was de- like that was a great song, a great act. I genuinely thought that that one would get through and she still failed. Sometimes you're just unlucky and we really have to accept that this is a really really hard contest and when we do get through and we will get through again we can celebrate it. What do we need to do to compete now? People are saying look we're going to be possibly overtaken by Sweden or joined by Sweden as the record winners on on Saturday evening. What do we need to do to get back up there? Yeah there's a very very good chance Loreen is going to take it for a second time. I think she will then also match two of our records because Johnny Logan as far as I know is the only one to have won twice. Now he technically has three wins because he wrote Linda Martin's song so we still have that one. Um, But Loreen is back. She has done one of the best songs to ever come out of Eurovision Euphoria. It's very very popular outside of uh, Eurovision fandom and she's one of the favourites to win. Now she may get beaten by Finland because it's the Eurovision it can be very surprising. She may get beaten by one of the other favourite acts. So there's no guarantees there's never any guarantees but if Sweden wins we'll be very disappointed because we'll lose that status that we've touted for a long time but like sending an act that has won before again doesn't always work because we sent Neve Kavanagh and she didn't win the second time she fell should uh, we be sending Jedward or Dustin again maybe well, I just think you can't predict. It's not a formula. This is the thing about Eurovision. People seem to think, again, people who aren't fans and just tune in once a year and get angry about it, 
don't realize that this is a very, very, this is a very, very competition. If you look at w- winners over the years and years, you couldn't really find a pattern there. It's really a raucous riot of a contest. And it's something that I really love about it, that you could get any kind of a winner. You could get a Lordy or you could get a Loreen. It could be whatever, whatever floats people's boat on the night. Because the performance also really matters because a lot of viewers are only watching you for the three minutes that you're live on air. There's loads of fans who will listen to the songs ahead of time as well. So you have to kind of try and cater to all of that. It is very, very difficult to nail that on all sides. I'm going to say, uh, look, I'm, I, I haven't watched Eurovision in must be 10 or 15 years at this stage, but there's a lot of people that, like yourself, take it seriously, go and do it. Perhaps we're, we're over to Eurovision, that we've got real big international Irish acts out there and we just kind of don't care about the Eurovision anymore. I think, and that's fine, but I think there's always this narrative when it rolls around and we don't qualify that people suddenly care a lot about it. And it seems to be like just once a year they care and it's when we fail and they want to have a rant about it. And it's, it's really tiresome for fans like myself who like realise that it's just very hard. And if you're not going to put like in the best act at the top of their game with the best performance as well on the night, the great, great staging, because there's some acts like Switzerland who, if you heard the song in advance, it was... Um, it wasn't the most exciting song, but his performance was really, really good. And it didn't need loads of bells and whistles. He just like delivered something unique and memorable on the night. You have to do that. And that, again, very hard to do. Any creative director will tell you these aren't things that you can just tick a couple of boxes and do. And that's what we can't do is think that we can tick boxes and just win because we're Ireland. It's never going to happen that way. Do we need to reach for the big guns? Is it time to maybe tempt Niall Horan to write something for it? Oh, I'd love to see Niall Horan do the Eurovision. That would be brilliant. Um, I think CMAT would be a terrific Eurovision act if she would ever consider doing it. But again, like you can still just be unlucky. And I think we should really send these people off and stop loading them with this expectation that they have to qualify. And if they don't qualify, they're going to get completely lambasted in the press afterwards because that's not going to encourage people who we really want to go forward for this to go forward for it because it's it's a hard journey to go through I'm sure wild youth are feeling very despondent today about how it went for them but it, we should still celebrate that they went and then they gave it their best I know you're looking forward to it you're looking forward to the, the weekend and it's going to be brilliant in Liverpool like you can see if you look at the screens around Liverpool the city looks fantastic they're using it as a showcase should we think of ourselves and say look do you know what it's not just a song contest it brings in tourists it brings in people from around the world it's a bit of fun Take Take it away from RTE and let's start looking at this as a big global entertainment showcase rather than just a Eurovision. 100%. It's a national advertisement. Like Eurovision has so many layers to it. And when Azerbaijan won, and that was a bit of a shock when they won and then went on to host it in Baku, that was actually kind of seen as like the government put money behind that because they really wanted to up Azerbaijan's reputation in Europe. And this was a way that they sought to do that really effectively. And um, also seen as a bit of political uh, whitewashing in a way as well, because Eurovision is very political. Lots of songs on that stage last night that some people write off as uh, a bit mad and campy are actually usually making a very political statement when you go into the the weeds about it. And uh, again, like fans like me are going to know stuff like that and other people are just going to write it off as a load of nonsense. It's such a fascinating contest. And to make it something that we could use as like basically something for Tourism Ireland to promote Ireland and promote what a great place we are. Like when we sent Ryan O'Shaughnessy <laughs> and he had the dancers uh, kind of creating that moment where it was um, 
two male dancers creating a love story. Now, I believe the Russian commentator called it male friendship um, at the time. And that's how political you can be and well, memorable and do something really impactful. Well, you enjoy yourself over there and hopefully next year Ireland will qualify for the final. Elaine Burke, thank you very much for joining us. The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. Today, F-